0: Everyone, I'm Mike Urbans and welcome to It's Your Water. I'm glad you found us. Today, we have our special guest, Bob Tyson from Powell Drilling Services. You might have remembered Bob. We had, uh, how many things did we do with Bob? Did we do one other one?
1: No, we just did the first, the original one, yes.
0: Yeah, Bob is a wealth of information. Uh, he's a many, many year veteran of installations and Many faceted well drilling kind of guy, and we're real glad that he could take some time out because you know everybody's days are we have so much no time these days. So, but we are here to discuss a very, very important issue out there a plumbing issue cross connections. And what's a cross connection? It's when a drain line of a water treatment device or something else, but we do water treatment. We're talking about water treatment. is directly connected to a sewer system without an approved air gap. We brought Bob in today to scare the living heck out of everybody listening right now because he had a real-life cross-connection experience. <laughs> It could have resulted in we're, you know, tongue in cheek because nothing bad happened. But it could have happened. And, you know, and this is serious. I mean, Bob, tell us what happened. We don't want to say any customers or who it was. But the incident that happened was kind of mind blowing. It didn't involve a source system.
1: It was. It was kind of out of the ordinary. So we got a call from a customer that we haven't dealt with before in our area, and their complaint was that they were having low pressure. They were experiencing a green tint to their water, and they thought that their water filter needed to be changed. So uh, I got sent out to check it out, thinking it's probably a neutralizer not working right so that... They're getting green stains from the copper, you know, the typical everyday service call you encounter. I got there, and it was an elderly couple. He had had major medical issues, so he wasn't really able to take care of the situation like he used to. So uh, the wife was handling everything and had had some handymen come over the last couple weeks to do different things throughout the house. So. I got there and asked her what kind of issue she was having, mm-hmm. and she took me into the house to so the utility tub there, and we started running the water, and the pressure was low, but it started coming out green and foamy, mm. and I'm like, well, that's weird. Don't usually see that happen, so then I could smell it, and it had a horrible odor of antifreeze, yes like automotive antifreeze the green automotive antifreeze so i'm like ma'am this is antifreeze coming through this water and she went on to show me a bucket that she collected the day before in case her water stopped and now keep in mind that these folks have been using this water and claimed to have been tasting it so if you're tasting it you must be trying to drink it or shower with it or whatever. I'm like, ma'am, how would you get antifreeze into your well? Could you show me your well? So she showed me her well, and it was fine. There wasn't anything right there. The husband had uh, played around with older vehicles and had sort of a workshop a little up higher on the hill, and we walked around the property, and we couldn't see any spills that could have come into the well that way. So You know, I was kind of dumbfounded, like how in the world would this antifreeze get into her water supply? Yeah. So I said, well, let me go look at your well system. I went to where the well system was and took a sample there. Then I took a sample there and the water was crystal clear. So here you have green water 20 feet away in a utility tub and you have clear water at the well tank so and in the yeah. meantime one of the men had changed a, a check valve with not the industry standard type of check valve that you would install in a well system and he put a gauge on so they could see what happened and i was noticing she's had pretty low pressure so i said ma'am you know i need to service this and get this straightened out for you so and she was like can you please do that and i'm like yeah i can get all this and she did have a sediment filter and it was clean and i put a new one in there and you know so basically i get the well system up and running properly as i'm running it i'm hearing in a room about 20 feet away a uh, whooshing sound mm-hmm. and i'm like what in the world is that whooshing sound yeah So I go in there, and here their boiler relief valve is blowing. And the relief valve is spewing out this green antifreeze with the water.
0: Like, what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? I'm like, ma'am, we have antifreeze coming out of your boiler. So I looked down. Well, she said, we had no heat. Now, she's had a handyman come do some well work, and she's had a handyman come work on her heater yeah. within the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he was licensed for well work and yeah. boiler work. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sure both of them were licensed. Trust me. I'm sure they were not. This is what you need to think about because oh, yeah. some folks try to save a buck or some folks don't know any better. They call some guy that's just trying out of the goodness of his heart to help these folks right? and really, truly could have killed them. Because what had happened was the man that came to work on their heater, because their heat stopped for some reason, he thought it was a good idea to take a boiler drain on the bottom of the heater and use a washing machine hose to tie it into the water supply feed line right there mm-hmm. which there was a hose there which i guess the husband would like prime the tank or whatever for yeah. the heater every now and then or take the air out so this gentleman fired it up and i guess that got the heater to work and in the meantime with the well in the situation it was in
0: low pressure
1: yeah the pressure was greater at the heater than it was at the well and it was blowing this antifreeze into the well system throughout the house.
0: So the pressure was greater at the boiler than it was at the well because the well was suffering from low pressure.
1: Yes, it needed to be serviced and it needed had low pressure. And this check valve that this gentleman put in wasn't the proper check valve and was giving it split seconds of back and forth so it wasn't sealing properly whoosh (laughs) yeah the whoosh was that there was higher pressure from the well and you know not being a boiler guy i don't really know what the parameters of the pressure of those should be Mm -hmm. i don't think they should be 50 yeah Yeah, i don't think it should be 50 pounds but whatever (laughs) no no no
0: it's uh, less it's like 15 you know or 20 the
1: most that's what i would kind of think so here the owner of the home years ago Like five, 10 years ago, they went to Florida for the winter and they were worrying about the heat going off and their baseboard heat freezing up. Right. So So he had this idea to put antifreeze through the boiler. Now, after this had happened, I got talking to other folks and I guess this is a common thing in the boiler world. But I guess there's different types of antifreeze. They used automobile antifreeze. So (laughs) here you have a man that made a cross connection, left the valves open, and basically could have killed these folks. Yeah. Depending on how much more of this that they drank.
0: And worse yet, they're pets, you know? Yes. Yep. I, I couldn't live myself if my cat died. I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I know you and your cat. Yes. I know. Yeah. I know.
0: He's my buddy.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that was interesting because we we're always worrying about cross connections with sewers and water yeah. treatment systems. And, you know, here's a guy thinking he could help. And, and, you know, you go on jobs where you see somebody installing, hey, you buy it, I'll install it. Right. They plummet right into the septic. And then you go there to work on it and you see toilet paper jammed up in the backwash line, you know. So there's definitely a reason why we have these practices of doing things with air gaps and no cross connections.
0: Backflow preventers.
1: Backflow preventers, exactly.
0: For the city water, we're mostly country water treatment out here in the East Coast and where we are. The Midwest is, you know, the water is extremely hard. So almost everybody on city water, it's a water softener. So city water is where you can get a really bad cross-connection problem because you get a vacuum. But well water, of course, if your check valve went and you have a 300-foot well, you get a heck of a vacuum. Yes. So if that happened during the backwash cycle, you get a backflow and you're going to siphon septic out. And it doesn't take but a handful of
1: yeah, you know it doesn't what? take much to put bacteria into your water.
0: Yeah, to go backwards into your system. So there's air gap companies out there. Bob uses an air gap. I've yes. seen them. There's a air gap manufacturers. There's just no excuse not to have. Uh, I think it's one and a half times the diameter of the pipe is the separation between your septic pipe and your water treatment drain pipe. But they also have ones that These devices, I call them no-excuse devices because they're very convenient. They give you an approved air break, air gap, absolutely vacuum breaker. Yeah, it's really what it is. It's a vacuum breaker. I mean, so now you see why these backflow prevention, you think, oh, you know, the United States, we have all these regulations that inhibit business growth, blah, blah, blah. And I have to get my backflow preventers certified all the time in big industry. They have these industrial backflow preventers, and they have to be certified and checked all the time. Now you know why.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: There's a lot of boilers connected. You know, I freaked out, right, Bob, when I said, oh, my
1: God, (laughs) I've got (laughs) a boiler. Absolutely. And it's just, you know, it's one of those things after you're doing work year after year, day after day, you kind of take for granted how things can affect someone that quick.
0: Yeah. And there's a boiler. I have the check valve. that's my autofill on a boiler. It's, you know, it right. keeps the boiler topped off, but it's like a, a Watts, you know, double check, but nobody's certifying mine.
1: Now we know why there's check valves in there and your autofills, right?
0: Yeah. And all that boiler chemical can come back because if I lost pressure, because sometimes I'll turn the water off. I shut the water off because it's a, a vacation home. And some guy came around and he turned the water, the outside water to get a bucket of water. He was doing uh, his concrete work. I forgot Uh to leave the water on. So it depressurized the house. Guess what happens when you depressurize the boiler system? Your check valve now has no pressure against it. So it's just these little things. That's why we have these redundancies. And I'm sure, Bob, you see a lot of septic cross connections.
1: All the time, all the time.
0: The guys just put a hose bib in you know
1: oh gosh they just screw it right into the sewer line you know could be a three inch sewer line and you take it out and you're like oh this is disgusting let alone just the idea of airborne bacteria creeping through that line because mm-hmm. it's an open line going back into your head of your conditioner and you know valves fail mm-hmm. water's neutralizers and softeners pistons and seals fail so you can always have a negative pressure there yeah. during the cycle so yeah it's important to do it right
0: yeah in city water you can have loss of main pressure when there is a fire you know that's what happens you lose main pressure if there's a uh, water main break in the winter time we have a lot of that in the cold climates right and you lose uh, main pressure so there was a fire on your street and it happened at two in the morning and your back your water softener was going into backwash at two in the morning and they're pulling the main pressure backwards this is where the cross connections happen so
1: right and you know customers ask me about that because we do a lot of real estate transfers inspections and stuff and the realtor might go well you know it's been like that it's been like that they never have any issue but the thing of it is, Here is one little teeny weeny thing that happened. Mm -hmm. No one knew. And it created this huge issue. So hopefully there's no long term issues with that situation.
0: Yeah, you flushed the house out. Everything was okay, But yeah. Yeah. And also, I, I didn't mention reverse osmosis systems. That happens a lot. I've seen where people complain that they stop making water. And you pull the drain out and it's like clogged with gunk.
1: Absolutely. When you do them into the trap drain and stuff where they're like under the sink, absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's your purified water, even though you have an air gap.
1: <laughs> we have an air gap because most people put them in properly, but there are people that don't run it up to the faucet for the air gap and back down. You know, they just go right to the drain. Right
0: and, to the drain. Yeah. Yeah
1: yep you know it was easier that way or that's the faucet that people bought yeah. so yeah
0: so we'll say if you connect direct to the drain you may be in for a lot of pain there. that's
1: it there it is there you go there's your slogan there's and trust the frog
0: trust the frog all right well thanks bob i really appreciate you taking some time out of your day here and bob Did pull his work truck over to the side of the road and into a safe parking lot.
1: Absolutely.
0: To conduct this interview.
1: A very scenic view, too. I get to enjoy why I'm talking to you.
0: Chester County or Lancaster County?
1: Beautiful Lancaster County.
0: With all the Amish buggies passing by.
1: Absolutely. Okay. All right, Mike. Thank you. Thanks,
0: Bob. Okay. Bye-bye.